Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome everyone to the October 22nd, 2013 BDPAI Radio Show. I'm your host, Fran McNeil, and with me tonight are three guests. Our first guest is Sharan Morton, president of Morton Media. Our second guest is Lila Hunter-Taylor, Vice President of Compass Solutions. And our third guest is Jamila Pickens, Manager of the National Center for Women and Information Technology. We're going to jump right into our show, and I'd like to welcome our first guest, Sharan Morton. Sharan, how are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. And it's Sharon, by the way. I know I have lots of letters in my name, so I can understand letters, the mispronunciation. Okay. Yes, thank yes. You. My mom, thank you. Uh, she threw lots of letters in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. It, it really is it's terrific to be unique, and that's actually a great lead-in to your bio. And I'm just going to read the abbreviated version. Um, you're a multi-talented who has served for the past two years as the BDPA Conference Mistress of Ceremonies. And I had the pleasure of seeing in both Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Uh, this year. Um, you began your BDPA career as a media manager for the D.C. chapter, and you supported the creation of the television show, Popular Technology, which fe- featured local and national BDPA executives. And you are yes. currently a faculty member, Prince George's Community College, as well as the owner of your own company. So um, our guests are very excited, um, and our audience is very excited that you're a guest this evening, and really looking for you to share um, your journey uh, in terms of BDPA with our audience. So the very first question is, how did you first find out about BDPA, and what kept you involved? Well, like you said, I'm I'm really busy juggling a lot, like most people, most women especially, who are also mothers and wives like myself. Um, uh, and I was actually um, hosting, executive producing and hosting another television show for a local network in the Washington metropolitan area. Um, and while I was uh, shooting the show, uh, it was called It Takes a Village, um, DC Chapter President Perry Carter had come by, and during a break, um, he mentioned uh, BDPA. He talked about it and what the organization did, and if I was at all interested in in interviewing uh, the organization's president, and I was certainly very much interested in doing that, and um, the next thing you know, uh, we were interviewing um, the president of BDPA. We were interviewing uh, Perry Carter and so many other people in BDPA. And then he asked if I would uh, serve as the communications manager for the DC chapter. 
I had so much on my plate at the time, but uh, it was such a great organization. Um, they were doing so many great things, especially for young people, and I just could not say no. So I've been involved ever since. <laughs> well, that is a wonderful story, and I know that Terry <laughs> is very influential. Um, I love yes. that he twists arms. Um, however, yes, he does very good at that. opportunities. <laughs> so, very so good at wonderful. arm twisting. Yes, he is. <laughs> Well, you know, he may have learned that in the Navy. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, well, it was actually the Marines. He's a, he's a Marine like my husband, yes. <laughs> so all of his military talents uh, come into play. Um, yes. And, you know, what it, it's so fascinating the way that people get involved with um, BDPA. And as you mentioned, you, you've been involved at different levels and you've intertwined your professional experience and brought that um, to light with your BDPA experience. What, what are you most proud of in terms of your relationship with BDPA and, and how it's evolved over the years? Well, I think I have two things that I'm most proud of. One is that um, I've been able to introduce both my daughters to BDPA. They love it. It has sparked their interest in a STEM career. Uh, One daughter um, wants to be a biologist or a neuroscientist, which I'm really excited about. And my uh, youngest daughter wants to be an obstetrician, so they're really excited about uh, STEM I take them with me to most BDPA events and conferences. They went to the national conference with me these past two years, and they've networked and met lots of other kids their ages. And uh, that's that's just been a wonderful, wonderful um, experience. And so I'd consider that an accomplishment, along with the fact that I was very, very honored to be the National Marketing and Public Relations Director for uh, this year's National Conference. Um, That was a great thing. I was able to secure um, some uh, renowned speakers for the conference, such as Roland Martin, a former CNN anchor and host of uh, Washington Watch on TV One, and Julianne Malveaux, the renowned author and economist and former president of Bennett College, um, we were able to uh, get uh, some BDPA representatives on television and the radio. Uh, we got we secured press like Bloomberg News and Washington, Washington Informer. So I was really excited about the work that Morton Media was able to do and, and partner with BDPA. So I, I think those two things are major accomplishments for me. They they are major accomplishments, and it's it again is fascinating how as PA they get their family involved, they get their community involved, uh, professional and and personal. So because of the involvement, what are some lessons that you have to share with our audience? Well, I think this audience would probably know that. Um, Networking is extremely critical in business. I mean, it's definitely who you know, and people work with people that they like. I mean, that's just human nature. So, um, you know, I even teach my daughters, you're never too young to network, to meet people, to uh, get to know them, to exchange business cards, to find out what uh, internships and jobs are available or, you know, so I, I would say that that's 
um, I don't know necessarily know if that's a lesson, um, but just valuable advice. I tell my students at the college the same thing. Um, and another, uh, well, one lesson that I certainly learned was that I, I've let one or two opportunities pass me by. Um, and, you know, opportunities are few and far between for a lot of us. And so it's always important to, you know, seize every opportunity that comes uh, knocking um, because, you know, again, they're so far and few between. So I'd say that I've, I've learned those two things in my professional career. And when you think about seizing opportunities, how does someone know that it's an opportunity, particularly young people? Yeah, yeah, because this, you know, a couple of opportunities that passed me by was when I was young. And, you know, you just, you're young. Uh, Youth is is wasted on the young. I think that was a saying from someone once before. You really just don't know. You have to learn that. That's you know part of um, maturing and and gaining wisdom as you get older. A lot of times you're just too young and and uh, you haven't been out in the world long enough to to recognize every opportunity that presents itself. And so you know you may miss out on a few things, and that actually kind of helps to. Um, prepare you to be on the lookout, you know, in the future. And you look back and say, okay, that was a missed opportunity. What have I learned from this? Let me make sure that, you know, I don't miss the next one. So, you know, it's 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 opportunities, again. Uh, sometimes even as an older person, you may miss out on an opportunity. Um, but I think as you get older, it is easier to recognize them, and you're so grateful for them when they come. So I think that's probably as much as I can say on that. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, you know, BDPA is certainly known for the opportunities that it creates for African Americans in technology and leadership. And many of our guests have talked about how the organization um, develops skills, whether they're technology uh, and or leadership related. I'm wondering, um, you mentioned earlier your daughters and teach uh, at the uh, Prince George's Community College. What are some trends that you're seeing and you're sharing with individuals that you interact with to to give them a heads up on leadership or technology? Well, you know, I am not a techie. I am a a teacher and a a business owner, uh, and my business is based in, you know, media and television production and, and that kind of thing. And I've met quite a few people that are members of BDPA who are not techies, but are um, would consider themselves or consider their their occupations technology based because nowadays, you know, business education and technology are intertwined. Um, but one of the one of the um, technology trends that I've been fortunate to see and experience and bring my students in uh, with me is um, I've partnered with um, BDPADC and the Microsoft Store, 
And they have um, allowed me to bring my students in once a month, uh, and they show us and teach us all of the latest um, trends in technology, any of their latest gadgets that are out or that are coming out, like their new Surface 2. Um, uh, they have uh, workshops, free workshops for my students and whomever else I'd like to invite. They sit us down. They let us use um, their uh, equipment, their technology, and they show us, you know, all of the latest trends, you know, in digital photography or movie making, um, art. Um, you know how to use. Uh, they're about to introduce uh, the new Xbox, so my students will have uh, be there for the unveiling of that. So, just being in BDPA and having an opportunity to have a partnerships uh, with companies such as Microsoft, uh, that has just been um, more that I could than I could ever uh, ask for, and to be able to share those technology trends with my students and with my kids, uh, that's just been um, just amazing. I, I just can't thank BDPA enough for, for this opportunity. Well, I really want to thank you for your time. It's been great to hear how um, your story, how you got introduced to BDPA, and uh, certainly want to thank you for your service over the last two years in bringing your business, your experience, and sharing with, it with BDPA. As we wrap up uh, your interview, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, I think it's important um, that our, our members um, do a lot more to get the word out about BDPA and all that it has to offer. I think a lot of members are working toward that um, and highlighting the importance of uh, an organization such as BDPA. And one of the things that Roland Martin said um, during the opening ceremony was that you know we have to let people know that there's lots of bling and ballers in, in the STEM profession. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that's what attracts uh, young people into STEM, that it's, you know, the, the bling and the bawling. I mean, the importance of all the things that STEM professionals, IT professionals do, it's just important to get that out there. So I, I think that's what I'd like to share. Well, thank you so much for being with us this evening. I know, as you mentioned, you've got a lot of things on your plate as a mother or a wife of <laughs> a leader. Uh, a teacher <laughs> and uh, an educator. So thank you so much for being on our show and look forward to seeing you in the And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Bye -bye. So we're going to take a thank you. We're going to take a moment uh, to just hear from our sponsor and when we come back we'll continue with the interview process. What do Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg have in common? They all learned computer coding before high school. Fun Mutation has taught more than 1,000 kids to code through their summer tech camps. Fun Mutation uses their trademark team's approach so that kids can experience technology, engineering, arts, math, and sciences in a fun and non-threatening way. Tech camps run only during the summer. So register now at www.funmutation.com. 
or call 216-378-9035. Sorry, to keep the camps fun, no adults allowed. Fun Mutation Academy, LLC, making the world computer smarter. Back, um, and we're uh, back on the air. Our next guest is with us in the studio. She is Jamila Pickens, and she is manager of the National Center for Women and in Information Technology. Jamila, how are you this evening? Doing great. How about yourself? Just fine, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, this evening, what city are you in? I am in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, it's so exciting to have you on the show. I know that DDPA has many um, strategic partnerships and alliances with organizations around the country. And um, I am really looking forward to you sharing with us a little bit about your organization and how um, PDPA members and sponsors can support your organization and its success. So I was hoping that you know you could tell us a little bit the National Center for Women and Information Technology. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the National Center for Women and Information Technology, um, we call NCWIT. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization uh, that works to increase the participation of girls and women in computing. Um, and we represent a systematic approach to advancing girls and women in technology uh, through our NCWIC community. Uh, we have more than 500 organizations across the nation that are, are part of our community. Uh, you know, we are a change leader network where men and women uh, can access evidence-based tools and resources and can participate in action-oriented uh, national community events and projects. Uh, so definitely a, a large organization with uh, a large reach. And so in having that large reach and yet a very specific focus, what's most exciting for you as you sit in Denver and think about how the organization has developed over the year? Uh, absolutely. Well, what's been most exciting, and I'll talk about uh, the relationship with uh, BDPA, is, is definitely our partnership with BDPA. Um, you know, I'm most proud of that. Uh, you know, we at NCWIT, you know, we were honored to be a sponsor and uh, at the recent uh, National BDPA Conference this past year, or this year in August, uh, we mm -hmm. actually hosted uh, two workshop sessions there. Uh, one of those uh, workshops actually focused on uh, male influencers and the important role that male advocates play in helping to advance women in technology. Uh, in addition, through, um, you know, through BDPA being a valued and key member of NCWET, uh, you know, you all have been a great supporter of our programs and initiatives. And, you know, as we all work together to progress and advance girls and women in computing, um, you know, just for example, you know, we have actually had several 
student BDPA members uh, win awards uh, through our Aspirations in Computing program. And uh, to give your listeners an idea of what that program is, uh, this is our, our national program that honors young women at the high school level for their computing-related achievements and interests. Um, and also with this program, uh, BDPA has actually been a great supporter and uh, provided volunteers uh, for the program as well. So we appreciate the support uh, from BDPA and spreading the word about the program um, and also being a strong supporter and providing volunteers. Um, and you know, just an important note, uh, you know, uh, we actually um, the we're actually accepting applications for the program right now. Um, so we definitely encourage all BDA pay, BDPA members to share with their networks and encourage any girl you know to apply because um, we're just so excited to recognize and celebrate young women nationwide uh, for their interests and their uh, aspirations in technology. Um, we're also, just another side note is we're also recognizing educators. Uh, so please you know, share with any teachers and counselors that you know as well. Um, and uh, something that would be of interest to BDPA members is that 50% of our past award winners are minority young women. Uh, so that's astonishing. And once again, we definitely just appreciate BDPA support uh, with our program through volunteers. Um, and volunteers can actually go online and, and register as a volunteer to uh, either you know review applications, or you can even uh, register to work in your local community uh, aspirations community with the program. Well, what I hear is energy, opportunity, and action. Uh, you talked about the fact that there you're a nonprofit community of more than 500 organizations, um, and that currently you're accepting applications that girls can complete, and you're also looking for applications from educators, and volunteers can go online to review applications and or work in those different organizations. Where should people go? What's the website? And can you walk us through the process? Absolutely. Uh, very simple. Uh, go to aspirations.org. And uh, from there, uh, you can actually, girls can go on and apply for the award. And, um, and as far as volunteer opportunities, um, you can actually also go on there and register to be a volunteer as well. Uh, very simple process. Um, so aspirations.org is the place to go. Terrific. Now, I am aware that we have had um, young women from the EPA win awards. Can you expound a little bit about process, you know, how many essays someone has to write, uh, and what are the benefits when someone is in that process of competing for an award and receives an award? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, definitely, you know, to, uh, you know, we're directing everyone to go online to apply. Um, as far as benefits, you know, this is you know, definitely the important piece of what, uh, what these girls will receive as a national winner uh, for the award. Uh, you know, they'll receive a $500 cash award. Uh, they'll also receive a laptop computer. 
and they'll also get national exposure. Uh, they'll be, you know, they'll get a trip for two to the national award ceremony. And in 2014, the national award ceremony is in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's dated March 15, 2014. So, um, we definitely want more uh, BDPA uh, student members to apply. Um, it's definitely a prestigious award. So when um, the application process is open now, when are applications being accepted until? Absolutely, yes. So uh, the application process is open now. And uh, a very important note, the deadline is next week, uh, October 31st, as a matter of fact. So we have a little over a week. So definitely spread the word, spread the message. Terrific, and that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that you were on the show this evening. Um, again, I love the energy that you're sharing is is terrific, and uh, I'd like to ask some of the same questions that I asked the first guest in terms of being involved in such a large organization uh, that obviously has a technology focus, um, and as you mentioned earlier. It's, a, it's about a change. It's about change and leadership. What are uh, some lessons that you've learned that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I have a technical background, um, and uh, I have a bachelor's of science in electrical engineering. So, and I'm a woman of color. So I'm very aware and uh, completely understand the adversity. Uh, we face in a technical environment. Uh, one thing that I learned personally is that we should never shy away from the spotlight, and we should uh, understand the value that exposure and visibility has in assisting and advancing uh, our careers. Uh, just to look back at my uh, personal story, I, I remember being young, uh, being a young engineer, just graduating from college. And uh, I remember being timid when it came to putting myself in the forefront. You know, I, I wasn't the one knocking down doors uh, of senior leaders at the company, you know, trying to show my face. Um, you know, I just had always lived by this motto, if I work hard and I'm the best at what I do, somebody will notice. Um, however, we all know that's not always the case. Uh, you can work hard. And uh, there's thousands and millions of men and women across the nation that are giving their best every day and working hard day in and day out, and they don't get the notice uh, that they should receive. And, it's, and a lot of it can be due to lack of exposure and visibility. Uh, so that's a lesson that I learned early on in my career. Um, and, you know, it brought up the question of, you know, how can one truly advance in their career if no one knows who they are? Uh, and so I had to learn this lesson, and, and one thing that I remember doing is, you know, I had to push myself to seek meaningful opportunities uh, that would promote positive exposure. You know, I would ask, you know, to uh, work on cross-functional and organizational projects or committees uh, that, you know, would have a, a direct business impact. Uh, I remember working with our internal leadership development organization and, and volunteering to participate on a committee that planned a youth leadership conference for, for hundreds of local high school students to, to teach them about STEM-related careers. Um, and, and through this lesson, you know, definitely learned the value of exposure and visibility. Uh, and, and I look back, you know, just now and, and with my work at NC WIT, 
Uh, and one of the major components of NCWIT as well is we have a large, vast catalog of research-based resources. And, uh, and one of the resources that would have helped me then if I would have only known um, is that we have developed a resource called the Top 10 Ways Successful Technical Women Increase Their Visibility. Um, and, uh, you know, I just really wish I had this resource then to help guide me as I was facing this visibility issue. Um, and, uh, and definitely, um, you know, one thing to note is that this resource is, is for free uh, to download via our website at ncwet.org backslash resources. Um, but that was one that would have definitely helped me uh, in my career early on. Oh, that's wonderful. So there are now two websites that our listeners would want to take action on. The first is the aspirations.org that has a October 31st, 2013 deadline for the applications um, which are open to girls and educators. And you've identified a number of benefits in completing the application. And then the second website is more closely related to NCWIT, and it is ncwit.org slash resources. And there, um, individuals, when they go there, they can download a free report on 10 ways uh, to get visibility. Absolutely. And uh, at ncwit.org backslash resources, uh, your, your audience will actually find a vast catalog of resources. That is just one, but we actually have a top 10 series. Um, you know, one, another one of those uh, within the series is, you know, that actually corresponds to visibility is the top 10 ways managers can increase the visibility of technical women. Um, we even have one uh, that is, you know, the top 10 ways you can thrive in your technical career uh, as well. Um, you, know, you know, I can't stress enough how much, you know, these resources would have uh, been, you know, how valuable they would have been to me early on in my career, uh, you know, as I was progressing. Uh, wow, and also, very exciting and opportunities again for folks to take action. So in the remaining minute, what would you like to our listeners with. You've got a lot of great energy and opportunities and resources. Uh, what would you like for them to, to do or, or think about before they go to sleep or perhaps use to uh, recharge their day tomorrow? Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing is that uh, just want to leave the organization, you know, leave uh, your audience with uh, just with uh, the fact that we are a, um, you know, we are a large organization and with a large reach, and we have access to wonderful resources that would be beneficial uh, to your to your audience. Uh, that we also understand and know uh, the adversity uh, women face in advancing their careers, their technical careers, and we are focused a systematic approach to solving uh, the imbalance of women in the technology uh, environment. Uh, we also aim to empower girls and women uh, to be change leaders and to help change the current technology arena. Uh, 
And uh, so definitely one of the ways we do this is through our research-based resources. So please, you know, definitely check out ncwit.org backslash resources for a complete list of, of tools and materials. And these can be downloaded for free, so, so please share them. Um, and second, I actually do want to leave with a third website, as a matter of fact. Um, excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah. So uh, I want to highlight ways uh, BDPA members can get further involved. So we did talk about aspirations in computing, volunteer opportunities there. Um, but I also want to highlight our national advocacy campaign uh, called Sit With Me. Uh, this campaign is uh, designed to validate and showcase the important role women play in developing the future of technology. And the way that we are supporting uh, women in technology is, or showing our solidarity is through a symbolic action of sitting in a red chair. Uh, so, you know, many may ask, well, why this red chair? You know, it's, it's you know, definitely a perfect symbol. It's bold, it's innovative, and, and it encourages action. And, and also, uh, by sitting together in, in this red chair, you know, we hope to initiate discussion about our challenges as women and our hopes for the future. Uh, so a simple way for your audience to get involved and show their support is by sharing their story uh, so that they can be an inspiration to others. Um, and stories can be submitted online at sitwithme.org. That's sitwithme.org. Sit as in S-I-T with me? Yeah, S-I-T-W-I-T-H-M-E.org. Oh, excellent. Sit with me. Oh, this is wonderful. Wonderful. I am, uh, as you're speaking, I'm opening up each website. So I've opened up the ncwit dot org slash resources and I see the number of resources and it's wonderful on the left hand side uh, uh, anyone that visits the site can then select the audience and then correlate that to the goals or the categories or the resource type so they can see uh, what is most relevant for them and now I'm going to that website sitwithme.org, um, and I'm just going to type that in so that I can see that it's a really great concept of the solidarity. Who are some of the partners um, with you in that? Uh, so we've actually had several uh, organizations, uh, you know, and corporations participate in this campaign. Uh, Microsoft, the name one, has actually participated in this campaign um, for uh, you know for their internet for International Women's Day. So, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, to you know, one simple way for your audience to get involved is to share a story. But I also want to mention that there is a downloadable toolkit uh, on the Sit With Me mm -hmm. Network website, and mm -hmm. this toolkit provides. You know, wonderful thought starters, uh, you know, great ideas for ways that you can get involved, you know, whether it's hosting an event or how you can incorporate the red chair into your organization, you know, whether it's through mentoring and being, having it be part of your mentoring uh, program or, you know, have it be part of, you know, recognizing women in, in your office. So um, I definitely want to point your audience there as well to, uh, 
to provide some great ideas of how they can get further involved. Terrific. And as I look at it, I see one of our um, ITFMS uh, leaders, Faye Cobb-Caton, is um, her image was part of the uh, uh, rolling uh, images um, on Oh, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, great. Uh, small world. How wonderful. Well, Jamila, yes, thank you so, so much for story, being yeah. on the show this evening. This is very exciting. I um, look forward to having you back. And uh, perhaps I know that the um, award ceremony for Aspirations.org is in Charlotte, March the 15th, 2014. Uh, actually, March 14th. Yeah, March 15th. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, the 15th. March 15th. I'm sorry. So perhaps after that award ceremony, you can join us back on the program uh, with some of ideally uh, BDPA winners um, if you have participated. So that would be a great way to come full circle. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Thanks. So, folks, we're going to wrap up for this evening. I know that our third guest will have the opportunity to join us on an upcoming show. Our show, DDPAI Radio, runs the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. So we look forward to joining us on November the 12th, 2013. Have a great evening. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPAI Radio broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.